comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This is episode 233. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Vigilante Justice. I thought she said Amy Winehouse. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. I used to have a too. Peter Griffin soundbite that went, "Oh, too soon, too soon." That was uh, when Alderon blowed up, <laughs> blowed it up, oh, blowed yeah. up, <laughs> it blowed up real good. That right, makes you want to grab one of mine. Oh, why don't we go to Alderon? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> How you guys doing? Is anybody, uh, anybody miss farm? Brad, I'm great. How are you? Do. I actually wasn't planning on doing that, and then you said that, and I was like, dang, where is it, where is it, where is it? <laughs> I need to highlight it pink so I can see it better. That's fabulous. Let's see. This is marvelous episode. Oh, my gosh, 233. Already? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's one more than the last show. Yeah, I remember back when comics used to have numbering like 233, but now it's all like... <laughs> One. It's all it's one or it's six hundred and sixty six or something. Oh, you know, that's a comic of the devil. There's, there's no middle ground these days. Well, I've been meaning to ask about. Uh, Is it coincidence? I've been to ask about Spider Island for a while, but I think that's over with. What's so. up with no, Spider Island? Just started. Oh, What's did it? the deal yeah. with Spider Island? Yeah, I don't really care. It's an island where everyone has Spider Man. Spider Man's dead to me. Anyway. Really? Yeah. But that's but that's really this, this, what's happening, right? Is Spider Island? Everybody uh, on Ma- the island of Manhattan gets spider powers. Is it six one six or is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. are you kidding me? I was hoping it'd be an Ultimate mm-hmm. Universe. Of course, they they've killed him. Or have they in the Ultimate Universe? The only they? the only interesting thing to me about Spider Island is now yes. Peter Parker can actually go out there and okay. do what he does all the time, but without okay. his mask off. Hey, there's without gravity. his mask on. There's gravity. Hey, hey you know what? Oh yeah, cool. I really liked um, this storyline first time it was published uh, by uh, Mark Miller and Greg Land in Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm. How was that resolved? The uh, the scrolls. Uh, the scrolls uh, come to Earth, um, and you know this is the Ultimate Universe, so it's basically Scrolls' first contact, and they come down to Earth, and they give anybody on the planet that wants it superpowers, and they're all different. It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, um, it's kind of like the Inhumans. Okay, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, everybody has different power. Um, what are you talking about, man? Everybody yeah. on the planet has a superpower except for one human, Ben Grimm, who is more than happy to be just the one regular human. Wow. How's that for irony? I'm confused. By That's the way. Actually nice. By the that way. very nice. It doesn't work out well because the scrolls, uh, they had uh, ulterior motives. That may be a shocker to you. 
You know, you can't trust a scroll, Frank. Speaking of uh, scrolls and stuff, I was yeah. I've been reading this Grant Morrison book, mm-hmm. um, Super Gods. Super Gods, and he kind of um, he touched on that. I I can't remember exactly what he what he had to say about it, but uh, but how it was like the first really big event and stuff like that. And it's a it's an interesting book, Super Gods. I'm really what, starting to get into it. Cause, I'm sorry, what was the first big event? Uh, I think he was claiming it was uh, scrolls and, and the 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 Cree scroll roll. Oh, pre yeah, pre pre scroll war. It's easy it, for you to say. Yeah. It'd be it'd be cooler if it was the Cree scroll uh, scrum scrum. Yes, the they true should, Trump should rename Trump. it that because we'd all sound like we have things in our tongue <laughs> that are keeping us from enunciating properly. We have a really big shoe. Right, yeah, That's sure. kind of what's up with me. I'm a big fan of enunciation, yeah. as you may have noticed. Speaking of enunciation, mm-hmm. you have a really big shoe. And being pizzazzy. That's, uh, that's important, too. In Stock Trades is sponsoring episode 233. Speaking of things that are important. Up to 42% off all your trade paperback needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They even have a special right now on all the hardback DC archives. They're all 50% off. Oh, the hardbacks? Mm-hmm. Dang it. So hardbacks? what, they're 50 instead of 100 now? I believe so. <sighs> Free shipping on orders of $50 or more. A couple of the latest releases, they have uh, Batman Streets of Gotham hardcover, volume three. You can get it for uh, $14.25. See, I need those things to be like $20 instead of 100 Spider-Man Blue trade paperback written by Jeff Loeb, drawn by Tim Sale. Actually, maybe it's because it's Spider-Man, but I actually enjoyed this. I'm not a fan of Tim Sale's art, but I actually enjoyed this. You know, Tim Tim Sale and and Loeb are a little hit and miss with me. I like... I like that story, Spider-Man Blue, uh-huh. and uh, and Hulk Gray. I really liked. That's weird. I I, I thought uh, the return of Supergirl. That uh, I thought that was genius in Superman Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was drawn by my the great Michael Turner. I did. What I didn't realize is that was the first. Uh, basically, that was the first straightforward superhero comic uh, Michael Turner had ever drawn, and pretty much the last one too. You sure about that? I, I read somewhere that you know because he's done. You're not counting. You know, I'm not counting Image like stuff. Fathom gotcha. and you know that kind of stuff. The no. number ten uh, top seller on InStockTrades.com is the Scarlet Premier Hardcover Book One. This is the Scarlet. Um, it's hmm. the the book written by Brian Michael Bendis, drawn by Alex Malev. Okay, I talked about this earlier um, a few months ago. You can get it for thirty eight percent off. It's five issues. Uh, it's fifteen dollars forty nine cents. I highly recommend. That uh, that book. Wait, five issues is fifteen dollars, and that's the sale price. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> just, that's that. Really well, it's put like out by that. well, no. I mean, well, sorry, that, that's still like three dollars a comic. No, it's four dollars a comic. Scarlet okay. is three ninety nine. Okay. Uh, number seven, good? top seller. Yes, I liked it. Good. Saga of the Swamp Thing hardcover, book five by Alan Moore. Oh, continuing ooh. his run in on the Swamp Thing. Excellent. How much is that? Thirty-eight percent off at fifteen forty-nine. Mm-hmm. I um, so this I, whole time I, I thought that three, was and, and I really yeah. like it, and I think there's like seven, seven Alan Moore. Trips. Yeah, this whole time I thought it was Michael Moore. Walking <laughs> Dead trade paperback, but it was volume fourteen is the number six top seller, thirty-eight percent off, nine dollars and twenty-nine cents. Walking Dead continues to blow me away as I read it. Still. How many uh, how many collections are they into? Well, that's the fourteenth trade. Wow, what's six times fourteen? 
Um, They're up to like issue 80, 87 or 88 something right like now. Something like that. On the stands. InStockTrades.com. Wow. Uh, we got some voicemails? Yeah, we're going to f- follow up on last uh, week's episode with a, that was a couple hot. of voicemails from Howard, uh, from Harold Jeanette. He, he left them before we recorded. He hasn't actually heard last. It's a topic that we've been talking about several episodes, so this yeah. is it's just some thoughts from him. Hey, guys, this is Harold Jeanette. And uh, I figured since I'm the fourth host of the show now that, you know, I haven't really been on too much. So, you know, people are expecting it. So, you know, best next, next best thing is, is I'm going to, I'm going to call, call the voice, the voice line. So here I am calling you guys and saying hello. Uh, hello. number one, uh, my, my, uh, my daughter brought home uh, this comic book she found at the laundromat. Hmm. It uh, had, a, had a half-hour wasted card on it, and uh, it, it had some questionable material in it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, she just gave it right to my son, just gave it to him, assuming it was kid-friendly. Uh, he read it, had a lot of real convoluted Spider-Man history, really confused him, kind of scarred him for life, really. So uh, when he gets to be about a teenager, I expect some uh, some payment for his future therapy. Uh, but you know, that, that, that's that's that. Uh, no way! You don't. Which do that one of you guys went to young. Pennsylvania <laughs> and left a, a half hour wasted card on a comic now, book in a laundry night? Every so often. Oh, every, I thought he was talking about that free, so. the Spider Man saga, the the free. Well, that giveaway. may have been it. But yeah. the point is, that's it had a, it had a half hour wasted card on it. I didn't do that. The one I left in Pennsylvania was. Coated in anthrax, and I, so it wasn't me. Uh, every weekend, I go to different parts of the country at yeah. my expense and right. uh, leave them in in um, uh, laundromats along with watchtowers yeah. because you know that's important. And um, you know, mm-hmm. no, that's actually something I do do here around town. Is I yeah. as I will he take. Said, there's, see, there's books. the doo doo thing. He yeah. said doo doo. <laughs> well, I, and just Sage isn't even here. I, I don't want to blow the doo-doo. gag for anybody, but um, um, after the last week's episode. Um, I went to the Frank has terrible manners, by the way. I went into the bathroom. He hadn't flushed. And it turns out that what he All wipes right. with. Yeah, they're 20s. Right, he look, wipes with 20s. Uh, I have found that since I've had my own podcast that, you know, one of the things I was looking forward to is I don't talk about my day, you know, like you guys get to like uh, ultra friends. Does he go? think ultra friends go? I could complain about things, complain about some of the coworkers or. Or just, you know, talk about some stuff. And I, I, I found that I made the big mistake of telling coworkers and, you know, some family members about the show. And now I can't complain about them because they listen to the show. <laughs> oh, no. So since I don't have that venue anymore, I thought maybe I could call you guys and, and vent a little bit. Uh, and you guys know that I, I struggle with, the you know, the anger issues at work because I, I called it the, the advice show. And ask for your advice about how to not be so angry. I did try that, Brad. I tried the white noise and uh, and the rain and the train tracks. And I'm afraid there's just too many obnoxious, loud people at my job, and that just does not drown out their voices. I told him to put headphones on and right. play either yeah. lightning and rain sounds or yeah, white that's noise. Awesome. That's what he's that. talking about. Be, be, I, he almost hulked out at the last Super Show. I'm trying to remember what my I had to talk him down. Was. His really? eyes started turning green. Really? I had to talk him down. Wow. Um, before you go back to the voicemail, I just went to Ultra Friends Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're up to episode 25. And the name of the episode is Dean's Prostate. And I'm about to show you his, the art on it on the. Uh, <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> That's just wrong. Oh, my God. That is wrong. To understand what we're talking about, go to <laughs> ultrafrenchgo.com and look at episode 25, and you'll see the artwork. You know what? That actually happened to me last Wednesday. Oh, oh good. really? Yeah. I had I had mine checked out probably about six months ago. That happened to me really? last Wednesday. For fun? Um, well, she bought me a drink afterwards. So yeah. Here, here's Harold. So, tried that one. Uh, I've been thinking about sneaking some alcohol into work, but I, I, I think someone eventually would. I don't know. Are there any alcohols that don't have smell? Because that might work, oh and it's cheaper than <laughs> medication. Wait, wait, stop, stop, uh, stop. Least... Harold. 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 Vodka. Yeah, everybody. If if you're over fifteen, you know that. I didn't know that. Really? Really? Mm. I'm not a drinker. This is this. I'm a sissy drinker. You do prefer Miller Lights, which is interesting to me. But how can you not know that? (laughs) How can you not know that that vodka is smellless? Not everybody is a lush like you and Frank. Good point. I am a raging functional alcoholic. Yeah, me it's too. It's true, yeah. If you yeah, put it in your uh, coffee in the morning, it makes the day go by smooth. I just, you know, all I need, I just need a little tiny bit just enough to keep my edge. That's all. The stuff I buy. I usually buy the alcohol off the bottom shelf. Basically, the stuff you can use as a cleansing product as well. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's not the good. Stuff there. Um, so, it's, it's cheap. Anyway, um, so, I wanted to just complain about one thing today and it's ironic that it's raining right now because that's what i want to complain about is is there's people at my job i don't know maybe it's everywhere people just talk about the weather so much oh my god yes oh yeah by the way jerk it hasn't rained in texas since like 2003 so so you know cry me a river i get very perturbed sometimes not all the time but just when people start talking about the weather and it just—it's that—it's that little point of conversation that sometimes you just hear it and it sounds innate. And I realize what it's doing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's starting a conversation. It's a Usually stepping stone. Usually, do the weather, yeah, yes, to build up to other things. Right. I get that. But sometimes when they go on a little bit, yeah. oh my god. Well, let's let's like, try something right now. So uh, hey, Frank, how's how's it going, man? I uh, didn't see good. you yesterday at work. You all right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just. Could make it worse. Hot. Yeah. So hot. Yeah. Like so hot. Yeah. It is hot. I mean, and do you know that it's supposed to be like 107 degrees tomorrow? Wow. Yeah. Man. I've got hep C. Continue with the voicemail. Harold, uh, for your information, dude, do I need to edit that out? What? What he just said? What, that he has hep C? No, it, everyone knows that. Um. Is that the good That's kind? Not a stick. Is that the good kind hey, or the hey, bad hey, kind? Hey, don't look at me weird because I'm just don't enjoying, pee on me. That's be, all I. Yeah, that's my just, only request. Just because I enjoy a fine cocktail of hepatitis and hepatitis like products, don't don't look down at me, sir. I'm, been, I'm looking up hepatitis C right it's now. It's been uh, about a full month, Harold, of hundred degree plus temperatures here yeah. in the Dallas Fort Worth area and counting. Oh, but but on the plus side, this week it's supposed to get up towards 110. Oh, that's awesome! So we're pretty happy about that. Down and like it's really important. Like I'll walk in and this woman I work with, I can even say her name. She's not my podcast. Carol. She's <laughs> she's the cubicle across. <laughs> Carol. Not even just her, but just oh look, I, I think it's going to rain today. Look, look, I think does it look like it's raining? I wonder if it's going to rain. Like like it's really important. Like well maybe it's well maybe it won't. Well maybe. Maybe I could go for a walk today if it doesn't rain. Like it's just they talk about it like it's so important. Like you need to save that type of excitement for comic book stories. You know, 
stuff that is, is fiction and doesn't really happen. But stuff like weather, I just find it incredibly boring, and they just get so excited. Like, they'll all gather by the window if it starts raining like they've never seen it before. It's really strange, and I just needed to get, get that out. And she also whispers all the time. Everything she says is she's really scared. Like, someone's going to yell at her. And I don't know, maybe it's because she knows I work right next door. And that's I'm what so I was thinking. Maybe that's why she whispers. That's she what I was thinking. Yell at her. Um, but anyway... Uh, I think that's it. I think I got enough out. So thanks for letting me vent. And uh, and you guys, they're putting on a heck of a show. Still enjoy it. Um, I've, I've been listening more again. And it's a good show. Bill, you still talk too much, but I love you. Frank, you're welcome. <laughs> Dang. All right, we got one Some more. Some you guys had working. No, no, I don't know anything. By the way, hey Harold. Guys. Oh, thank you. Harold. Go ahead. Oh, Harold, th- uh, thanks for new artwork for Forum for Geek. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, do we need to uh, oh. to mention that? Yes, Our, the the new character <laughs> from now <laughs> on. Avatar. You are not. No, you are no longer known as Frank. Uh, what? Or the judge? Wait. Mm-hmm. Or Captain Corner? Captain what? Corner. You what? are now Franfit. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean? You'll have to go to Forum for Geek to find out. Say it. Say it once. Hey, you'll have to. No, go. no, no. What? Hey. I am. I am the Guardian. <laughs> Hello, I am Francis, the Guardian. Please Francis. visit the Forum for Geeks. Hey, Brad and I had to whiteboard that for seconds to come up with that. <laughs> yeah, so. it didn't, it didn't <laughs> take very long. We, we want full credit for that. Francis. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, You'll sorry. have to go back to some episodes and figure it out. The improv or, episode. Or better yet, read a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's kind of what we're here for, Green right? Lantern oriented. Francis. Thank you, Harold, for that. that again. I'm sorry. I had to call out one more thing. Uh, so I- I'm listening to, to Half Hour Wasted number 219 after the big deal that Paul French made. I, I figured Paul French thinks it's the best podcast he's ever listened to. I had to listen to it. So um, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I, I just Actually, I'm just kind of towards the beginning. By the way, Frank, I love the journal thing. It's very funny. Uh, but T-ball. Okay, so let me understand this. The kid has a ball put onto... This, this pole, not even pitched to him. He just he just gets to hit the ball. No one pitches anything. It's that I'm worried. I'm worried about Sage, and I'm worried about kids in general. Because number one, we're making them soft. Because it's going to get harder. And yeah, well, it's I know, I know, it's too hard for the kid to hit the ball. You know what? It's hard for me to hit the ball. I don't get a tee ball. I don't get to play tee ball. I have to play the normal version. And and eventually, these kids are going to have to do it the hard way. And and they're. And it's going to be it's going to be even harder because we we start them off with things too easy. I think that I don't think they should play softball. I think they should just start kids right off at stages age with with hardball, hardball <laughs> baseball. Because well, here's see this is the thing. It, it, it's not fair because when you get older, you get older and you know you expect people to keep making a big deal and keep making things easier for you, and they're not going to. Like, like I was at a family, re- not a family reunion, I was at Christmas visiting some family. And, you know, and they, they have their new baby, and, and baby comes out. Not like a baby, but a toddler. And comes out and starts, starts taking a couple steps. And everyone's making a big deal out of it. Like, look, oh, he's walking. I can walk. I don't, no one makes a big deal when I do it anymore. It's kind of disappointing. Like, I would love it if I walked across the room and get some lemonade. Look, Harold's walking. But I don't get that anymore. It, it's not fair. Okay, better example. I'm an artist. When I was little, uh, I drew stuff. People made a big deal. Look, oh, look, look what Harold drew. This is amazing. Harold, did you draw that? Yes, I did. Oh, that's amazing. That's the most beautiful Green Lantern I've ever seen. And now when I draw something, my art director sees it. And you know what? 
anatomy is not quite right, uh, your perspective is a little off, you might want to change the colors a little bit. Yeah, you, you're going to need to work on that. You know, it's, uh, it's like I went to school for this. I went to college for four years, and that's what I get. I'm a little kid, and I draw a stick figure. Best thing in the world. It's, I'm, I'm just saying it's not fair. And I think, I think maybe we need to be a little more honest with our kids when they're younger so that they're prepared for, for what's going to happen when they're older, for when people don't, you know, make a big deal out of everything. I'm just, that's, that's all I'm saying. So, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the phone calls. I'll, I'll wait a little while to my next one. But uh, uh, I, 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 I am enjoying, the, I've enjoyed the first five minutes of the episode so far. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Fantastic. Two things. Well, Number one, Harold, uh, you are our Billy Preston. There's no doubt about that. Number two, I don't want you guys to ever, ever look at me crossways again and tell me that one of my bits is too long. That is now <laughs> off the table. Hey, and, what? Th- and Harold, thank you for that, sir. I appreciate you giving me the green light to drag my bits on and on far past the point of uh, diminishing returns. Harold, what have you done? Hey, what I, I missed that. What what podcast did I that was Harold the uh, to? the T ball episode? Paul French had said that his most favorite episode of any podcast of all time uh-huh. was our T ball episode. Oh, okay. When after the T ball that you and I were narrating, uh-huh. the three of us sat down and talked about Thor. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he likes the uh, the T ball. It was a good early, one. Earlier, I had said something about how these voicemails would lead us into kind of picking up from from the last episode. Uh-huh. I was confusing his voicemails with his forum posts and an email that he sent us. Oh, you should okay. read his forum posts then. His email no. is—they're the same, the same type of thing. I just need to find the um, the right. email. But it had to do with the um, DC fifty-two and all that stuff. Excellent. So we haven't—we uh, haven't come to a consensus on fifty-two yet on the new fifty-two. Well, I mean, we're, have, we're to still wait, split. Have, have to wait till it till it comes out. I'm not I'm, going to try all of consensus. them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get four or five titles, and I'm probably going to yeah. get them all digitally. Much as I'm looking forward to it, I really don't want to bring that back up in this episode. I think I think the people could use a break for yeah. a week or three. <laughs> so I shouldn't read this email? <laughs> Maybe until September. No, no, no. Read it. Read it. I was, I was talking uh, about it. Read it. We don't have to comment on it. But just... Okay. Yeah, no, no commenting. We will not comment on this email. Whatever you know, that's what NPR does. They just they read mm-hmm. people's comments, but they don't comment back, which I think Why is not? kind of nice. It's well, it, it, it's not it, very meta. It la- it allows the uh, the person to state their case without having to be contradicted or anything like that. <laughs> Most I people mean, it, are it, idiots. It, it leads it leads the listener to uh, to decide for themselves. Ignorant savages. <laughs> Plus, they can get in more more uh, emails that way. <sighs> Isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. We want to know what you have to say. Hey, uh, Bubba, you're the one getting paid. Why don't you tell me what's up? Dear NPR. Isn't that the most annoying thing about modern uh, local news? And they're even starting to do it nationally, I think. What's that? But local news, man, they will spend dang near an entire segment of, of an otherwise perfectly good newscast um, telling us uh, they'll, be re- they'll read tweets and Facebook posts. Oh. You know that that apparently is what passes for uh, for for relevant news these days. I found it. Uh, hey, fellas! Now that I've been doing the Ultra Friends Go podcast for over a year, maybe averaging about an episode a month, if that, I can understand the value of hearing back from listeners. You begin to wonder if anyone's listening, so I'm going to try to pipe in more. Besides, I am the honorary fourth host, so I have a duty. <laughs> so I saw the info for episode two twenty three, and I right. thought this episode's before. 
all the info is out. This is outdated, but it's half hour wasted, so I listened anyway. <laughs> this ended up being one of the most interesting DCNU podcasts, DC New podcasts I've heard since the news broke. That's the one when we were sitting out on the patio first talking about okay. this news when it mm-hmm. broke that day or the day before. Cool. He says, I'm struggling whether to get the DC, the new DCU books from DCB Service or digitally. Uh, a month later when they're $1.99, I think you guys convinced me to go digital. I never considered that I would lose my hard copy books just as easily as the digital ones. Because you had made a point about losing mm-hmm. stuff if your attic floods or your basement oh, right. floods and stuff like that. I also realized I would never have to root through my long boxes again or fear losing or ripping a comic. Yep. I guess my only concern now is if Comixology closes shop and I lose my books. I haven't bought single issues in over six years, but I think this is closing the deal for me. I miss talking about books the week they come out, so I'm pretty excited. I'd have to skip a lot of podcasts due to spoilers. I think this is my plan. Buy Justice League, Green Lantern, Red Hood, and Aquaman day and date digitally. I'm most excited about those books and want to talk about them right away. By action, he hates Morrison, but he wants to read a C. By action. I hate Morrison, but I want to read about the first quote unquote known superhero in the DCNU. Uh, Batwing, Mr. Terrific, Captain Adam, Flash, and Teen Titans a month later, so save a buck and still be able to talk about them in a timely fashion. I might also pick up a bunch of others, but those are my must reads. Anyway, I love the episode. It was actually really helpful. Looking forward to be able to listen to Half Hour Wasted without having books spoiled. That last line yep. was a reference to a forum post where he berated Frank for spoiling the end of one of the books that we that you told us about out on the patio. Oh, which one was that? Oh, dear. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like an indie book. You basically summarized the whole book, and then you told how the book ended. Okay. And, oh, no. And he, and he was upset that, that you spoiled the ending. Well, you know, we, I, we don't mean to do that. We, we try to, you know, at least throw spoiler alerts out before, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're not always that good because sometimes we forget about it. So, I mean, you know, I don't try to spoil it on purpose for anyone, but. Right. Thank you, Harold, for listening and for <clears throat> responding with some feedback. We, we do appreciate the feedback. It's well, nice to know that do. somebody's listening. Even if it does take half the show. Hey, you know Ooh, what? Snap. We hey, you know what? We need a break too. Sometimes, you know, it's hard coming up with content every single week that's compelling mm-hmm. and gripping. And that's why you brought to the table. Hmm? I just gave you a segue. It's something in the biz we call a segue. What segue? You wanted to talk about something. Oh, hang on, let me. Did you want to talk about something? Hang on, I'm, I'm uh, looking, I didn't. Bill wanted to. I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up. Oh. I don't um, know that. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Now I'm with you. Yes, um, Frank. Yes. Uh, I think it would be interesting to talk about superheroes. Oh, well, that's good. Is there does, any Does that sound one? fresh? Yes. Does that sound fresh and new? It does. It does. Now, isn't there a particular one by the name of... Yeah, there's actually... Okay, this is... I don't know. I was hoping maybe we could have a little dialogue about that. <laughs> that's a hell of an idea, Carl. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing! Um, no, I've been wanting to talk about this for a few months now, and it just keeps getting, you know, we'll do an episode, and, and we're so flow of thought around these parts that oftentimes we'll get into whatever we're doing, and, you know, what we thought was going to take 10 minutes takes 45 minutes, and it's time to sign off, and I never get to it. So, uh, no, I'm not talking about my explanation of uh, the Legion of Superheroes uh, universe. What I'm talking about are real life superheroes no such thing indeed there are such things um let me pull my uh my thingy here 
And what I would like you to do is um, go ahead and pop me up. This is uh, minute 25. We'll see if we listen to all of this. But see if this rings a bell. And then we'll go into explanations uh, here momentarily, okay? Okay. All right. And you just start sticking it down inside between the window here and the... I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe this requires some explanation. Okay. The guy is standing next to a car. He's describing someone slim jimming into his car, okay? All right. That's gold. It is. For strip. Dan was calling 911, but help flew in before he finished dialing. From the right, this guy comes dashing in, just wearing this skin-tight, rubber, black and golden suit, and starts chasing him away. What Dan didn't know is just about every night, an anonymous Seattle man strolls into this comic store, enters a hidden back room, and emerges transformed. My name is uh, Phoenix Jones. He's the hero Dan's been trying to tell his friends about. People are saying, no way, dude. No way. They're like, oh, you were probably drunk. But he sounded familiar to us. We'd heard about how he and the other eight members of his Rain City superhero crime-fighting movement walked the streets, eyes out for crime, prepared to fight it. And we brought these two together. That's crazy. (laughs) Nice to meet you, brother. How you doing? It's good to meet you, man. Wow, that's insane, man. Phoenix explained his whole super suit to Dan. That's a taser nightstick. And he showed him the bulletproof vest and stab plates. You know, I've got mace and mace slash tear gas over here, so. But then it was time for Phoenix to get back out on the streets. Maybe not quite Superman, but an extraordinary one. So when I walk into a neighborhood, criminals leave because they see the suit. I symbolize that the average person doesn't have to walk around and see bad things and do nothing. Wow. So what do you think about that? Uh, could so you play the first part? Wait, could you play the first part of that story again? Just the first part. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. All right, here you go. And you just start sticking it down inside between the window here and the rubber strip. There you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so what city is this in? Is uh, this is this like a real-life kick-ass type of thing? Yeah. Um, it's Linwood, Washington, which I could be wrong. I think that this is a suburb of Seattle. So there's some numbnuts out there dressing up as a superhero? This cat's name is Phoenix Jones. Um, you should see him. He looks... Uh, his uniform would not look out of place on, I mean, it's better costume than some I've seen in, uh, in, in low-budget movies. I mean, it's, it's true. He, he's wearing a superhero costume. Um, it's kind of a dark, uh, it's kind of Oregon Ducks colors. It's kind of very dark green with uh, yellow highlights. Like, his shoulders are yellow. He's got a face mask. You know what he reminds me of? He looks, I think, a lot like uh, Big Daddy from... Um, um, oh my gosh! Out. Look at this nerd. See what I'm looking at? Wow! Somebody's actually doing this. He's going to get his butt kicked one day. Well, actually, what I'd be more worried about, mm-hmm. and I'm dead serious. Yes, you could be charged with assault. There are insurance. Does anybody things? know what who this guy really is? Um, I don't think I don't know if anybody uh, knows his his secret identity. Um, Looks like Joel Schumacher designed his suit. <laughs> he he does look very uh kick assish. Okay. Um this is uh let's see. Um he look kind of looks like something out of Power Rangers. Yeah. If wow. you I mean you can even you can just go to it's it's a fairly bad page but it's got a picture of him. Um he kind of looks Google like a cross between he look kind of looks like Spawn a little tiny bit. I'm looking at Google Images. Um wow. but um it's funny on on the Wikipedia page, um, bullet points: crimes stopped so far. 
Bullet point one. In Linwood, Washington, Phoenix Jones prevented a car break-in, although the perpetrator escaped. That's what they're referencing, that, that thing. Bullet point two. In Seattle, Washington, Phoenix Jones alerted the police to a driver he believed to be intoxicated. And that's it. So he's that, that's a the tattletale. List. That's the list. <laughs> you know, more has probably happened since then. Um, this, uh, this, this poor guy, um, not poor guy, um, you know, it, it is. It's interesting. You know, is this guy, um, is he delusional is he if you're going to do something like this wouldn't you come up with a better name than phoenix jones or uh, he is a he is a he is a brother so the jones may be yeah i don't know where the phoenix comes from he is? again we don't phoenix, know his he, name he, i mean maybe yes. he maybe this is a rebirth for him. yes phoenix jones is a member of the community and uh i, I think that makes it uh oh, i don't okay, know why but that makes it even more interesting um you know uh you know, because just the which the, community now, is he a member of the 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 African American community? And I was supposed to know what you meant by saying he's a member of the community. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's an inside joke in Dallas. I I, I thought. Yeah. So. Yes. I, I actually I I did think so. Okay. I have no um, idea. Never heard he's that. A brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a black guy. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that. Um, and, and the only thing that I, I think is is interesting or noteworthy about that is the fact that you. Expect the and, and you know we had Daryl's help dispelling this uh, uh, you know this this horrible stereotype last week, but um, you know the idea that that your average you know comic book you know fan is going to be uh, you know kind of a geeky you know uh, white kid. Most black people I know are much smarter than this. <laughs> I'm I, just saying. I don't know. You got to be an well, idiot wait. to do something like this. Well, okay, I regardless mean, you, of your skin color, you can say that, and and I don't think it's going to be any you know surprise. I did where, say it, and I am saying it. Well, now, I I guess what I don't. Get I think where this is, conversation is going is about to be very obvious. Where's it going? Yeah, I'm I'm defending him. Okay, um, it may be uh, it may be loony uh, to do this just for your own personal well being, because yes, clearly. Um, you could get attacked by a gang or somebody with, you know, it's like the old, uh, one of my favorite t-shirts of all time is a picture of a ninja falling backwards. And in the foreground, there's a gun that is just discharged. And the caption on the t-shirt says Smith and Wesson beats jujitsu. So yes, uh, this is a, this is a, a fairly dangerous, uh, uh, idea, but is this someone who has literally just become fed up? With what he's seeing, and, and that's part of the uh, part of the interesting thing to me about the real superhero movement, uh, specifically uh, Phoenix Jones. Here is are these uh, people, men and women, men uh, primarily, of course, um, who truly want to make a difference in their way um, versus somebody who's maybe uh, is wanting uh, the fame. You know, they're trying to figure out how to get their fifteen minutes on this planet. You know, they're trying to figure out how to stand out from being one in six point five billion you know, living sentient human creatures. So are you, do you think maybe he's marketing himself? Like he's hoping to get like a reality show. I think he's doing this legitimately. This is, I, I don't have any compelling evidence. So you think he's in his right mind and he's, he literally wants to be a superhero and he's not looking for the fame or an income of some kind. Um, well, there are uh, there are. I don't know how exactly. What, I don't know what the best way is to go throughout this process here. Um, I was going to. Has he done more than just make phone calls? I was going to. Uh, I was going to lead up to this. Now, I um. Well, first of all, he's not the only one. Did you know that? No. 
just okay. The Rain City superhero movement is kind of, uh, it may not be where this definitely started, the, the well, literal there, genesis of it. There was the Guardian the Angels in the 70s. Yeah, but those, guys, but those guys didn't wear uniforms. They wore berets and red t-shirts. But it was essentially a uniform, that essentially a functional uniform. Their idea, they were almost like, and, and I think they still exist today. Um, their purpose was to, again, deter crime. They did it mainly through um, uh, high profile. Um, just the mere fact that one of these guys was riding in that subway car was what was supposed to be the deterrent. Not the fact that this guy is waiting for someone to commit you know, uh, a bad act and then I'm going to beat you down and hold you till the cops show up. You know, yep. the, the, the guardian angels um, would protect people, but their aim was to deter crime, um, not to stop it you know, mid-act. You know, they, they their intent was to be proactive, not reactive. Um, and, and it does make you wonder, you know, what these guys uh, and gals uh, are in it for. You know, are they in it because they're thrill seekers? Are they in it because they are truly, you know, be, because, you know, if there's no mental illness at work here, then and there's no desperate, greedy clutching at fame. Um, then this is one of the more selfless acts. I mean, you know, maybe not as much as being an organ donor or something, but. You know, as far I mean, come on. I mean, this is someone who's I going mean, out I, and, and, and I, I risking don't, themselves I don't think to protect a, other people. And I this is real. I don't think it's a selfless act because okay. um, the fact that he puts on a suit that is stylized. I yeah. mean, of course, he does need protection, but he's trying to brand himself in well, some way. He wants some inkling of recognition, whether that's television or just 20 years down the road. People go, remember when well, we had... A real life superhero okay. living in Seattle. The the I, costume it, though is mainly functional. Um, you know, if the costume was all black, would you have the same opinion? Seriously, um, probably not. Because he's not wearing a cape. He doesn't have a symbol or a logo or an emblem. Well, he kind of does. Well, he has the he the, has the, the color v scheme going. No, he has the V thing going but, in the front. But V has nothing to do with Phoenix Jones. I, I don't think that. I don't think it's in its attempt at being a Superman S or a Batman or a, you know. I don't know, and of course, most Marvel characters don't have you know the iconic logos that DC characters have. But you know what I mean. And and, and if he really wanted to be, I mean, if he didn't want to stand out, he could very just be a face on in the street by just dressing regularly, jeans right. and a shirt and a jacket, and just leave it at that and protect people, and and not do interviews. Now, well, which he okay, apparently well, has done. So that leads true. me to believe that. He is seeking some type of fame. Well, I don't think he's showing up. At, at, you know, he's not standing. You know, out of the barricades behind the Good Morning America set, going, "Pick me, pick me, pick me." I mean, it, you know, he's a story, and people are tracking him down. Now, I do think it's interesting that uh, that there's that he's got no problem with uh, uh, showing the people. Um, he, ch- I don't know which bookstore it is, but but at night he goes into a bookstore. And he literally swings like a bookcase open, you know, to a hidden compartment behind the bookcases. And that's apparently where he changes into his Phoenix Jones uh, regalia. Then he comes out and then he does his Phoenix Jones things. And I don't know how many hours a day or a week he puts in. I don't know if he's like Batman. You know, it's like, when do you ever sleep? You know, does is this guy independently wealthy? Can he afford to do this? You know, there's a million questions that that we don't have all the answers to right now. Um, and, and, you know, to, just to confine our discussion to just Phoenix Jones is not doing all the other real life superheroes out there. And it brings up a wider question is, you know, are we getting to a point where our society is becoming rude enough that we think we need this kind of help? Are there that many people out there who are trying to break the mold, stand out, 
um, you know, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I find it incredibly interesting that this phenomenon is starting to happen because, you know, you know, it, it's, you know, you read, you read comics here, you know, we're all 40, give or take. And, uh, we've been reading comics our entire life and you've been thinking all your life, you know, wow, you know, somebody in real life do that. Well, here it is, uh, 35 plus years after I started reading comics and somebody finally is, it's taken that long. It's taken to 2011 for this to start happening. Um, I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by it as you can clearly see. Um, so Phoenix Jones, it, it's, it's not just Phoenix Jones. Um, he is a member of the rain city superhero movement. Now Phoenix Jones is the leader, but then you also have Buster Doe, red dragon, Buster Doe, green reaper, thorn, Gemini. These are pretty good names. actually. No name. Oh, I like no name. What is Buster Doe? Catastrophe. (laughs) Thunder 88 and Penelope. And, um, yeah, so uh, that's, you know, you're looking. (laughs) I just, I think it's amazing. You Um, know, um, I mean, this this is kick-ass jumping off the movie screen at us i i kind of have to to question wh- whether they really are doing anything mm-hmm. because if they were to do anything in reality like like to, to fight back or somewhat something i mean that yeah. that's vigilantism and, that, and that's and that's assault mm-hmm. and that's a, and that's a lot of legal ramifications that okay. unless you have a real super identity or secret identity you're going to get busted yeah. for it or someone's going to sue you for it okay and and it, it's 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 almost um I, I don't quite, you know, being as, as old as we are, we realize that, you know, a little kid wants to do that, sure. Maybe even a teenager. But when you realize that, you know, there's yeah. grown-up things that you can get in a lot of trouble for, um, it just it just doesn't seem like a, it, it seems like a, like a, a, a attention-seeking for fame. Like, right. I, we need a reality show. Let's start doing this and cross our fingers. Um. So uh, uh, Phoenix, by the way, he says the best way to prevent getting mistaken for a criminal by the police is to wear a super suit. Um, so that may explain some of that. I mean, he's literally trying to not be mistaken that's for Spider-Man. Well, yeah. until the, the bad guys start wearing super suits, you know, I, clearly I would, I, I, they po- could do that. Po- I think policemen would, would <laughs> <laughs> if they saw someone in a black suit okay. running, towards him i think the last thing they're going to do is oh that guy must be okay because he's wearing a super suit well, also uh phoenix jones uh, this is not his manifesto I, I by the way i looked for phoenix jones manifesto it doesn't nothing Honey, comes up where's my super suit no what? doubt where is my super suit oh i love that movie phoenix what do you need to know you tell me what my suit is woman this is for the greater good i am the only greater good you need um Phoenix Jones, by the way, does not condone other people dressing up and fighting crime. Now, he says that all the members of the Rain City Superhero Movement have a military and or mixed martial arts background. Is that all the time we got left? Yeah. Thank God. You're joking me. <laughs> no. You're absolutely joking me. I had more stuff to do. Wow. Well, you got three minutes. I got three minutes? Okay. Well, hang on, um, hang on a second. Um, am, am I up? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, cool. We'll tell you what. Um, I, I do want to get into, and we don't have much time left. I do want to get into what can happen to you though. Um, if you're uh, not careful and, uh, we'll do that after this break.
Sure, cereal's fun, but is it really good for you? Lots of delicious carbohydrates, but where's the protein? And where's the delicious taste of meat we Americans love? Well, we here at Admiral Foods introduced the first breakfast cereal for the 2000s. That's right. One bowl of new steaky comb cereal is a good part of a balanced breakfast. If the rest of your breakfast is a nice French roll, grilled vegetables, and a red wine. Steaky combs big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not rare. No, no, no. Steaky comb cereal. It's the cereal for the post-apocalyptic generation. And we're back. Okay. Man, where can I get some steaky combs? Right. Yeah, those know, things man. sound delicious. I don't know, but let me tell you what. I got about 246 more of these, so uh, don't you worry, sirs. That's a lot. We'll be yeah. all right. Um, so the um, um, this is all well and good um, until poor Phoenix Jones gets hurt. He will. He'll oh. probably get hurt. Pop me up. A super problem. The same real life superheroes we introduced you to in November are now stirring up trouble for Seattle police after becoming the victims of a violent crime Saturday night. It has the top brass warning them to give up their style of crime fighting for good. Come before Luke Ducey is live in the satellite center with a story. Luke? Yeah, Mary, recently this real life superhero movement has made national headlines, but it's also created a real debate, too. You know, some call them vigilantes. They say they're just fighting crime in order to keep cities like Seattle safe. And all along, police have been saying they're going to get themselves hurt, and they did. Saturday night, a superhero called Phoenix Jones was attacked by two guys in Belltown. One of them, Phoenix tells me, had a gun pointed at Phoenix, while the other kicked him in the face and broke his nose. Violent crime, these are felonies we're talking about. I talked with Phoenix about it. He tells me he's had just broken up a fight when these two guys turned on him. Police say this is, however, exactly why they don't want these superheroes or anybody else to get involved in a crime. Instead, just call 911. They insert themselves into a potentially volatile situation, and then they end up being victimized as well. But that guy had a gun. You don't have a gun. Nope, I don't need one. Cops do have guns. Yes, they do. What if that guy had shot you? I would have probably, uh, depending on where it hit me. I you mean, could be dead. Maybe. Now, I talked exclusively with Phoenix Jones today. You know, I went out with him on patrol in November. We were at the scene there where this happened uh, earlier today. I'm going to have much more on this debate, however, and what he says about this coming up tonight at 6. Mary, back to you. All right. I think that man needs serious help. It can uh, it can go badly. Let's just uh, he let's said just say maybe that. I could maybe. get killed. Maybe maybe yes. So I'm I'm led to believe that uh, that he is a nut job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he's not alone. Um, in France, Captain Ozone is uh, is on the loose. Italy um, did a brief article about the phenomenon, prominently featuring Entomo, the insect man, a mass patroller and activist. Yes, in uh, in Norway, um, articles and photos of real life superheroes. The articles included Life, Geist, the Death's Head Moth, Dreidsen, Entomo, and Superhero. That's clearly the best name yet. <laughs> oh, I've got some. But, hey, in I've Finland, got some friends from Norway. In Finland, uh, real life superhero Spock Rencher appeared with some small Spock. publicity. Um, That's the country that I'd quite want to be. Yes, uh, he was. Uh, he is joined in Finland by Laser Skater. 
the United Kingdom uh, has uh, real-life superheroes, including the Statesman, Vague, Swift, Black Arrow, Lionheart, and Terror Vision. Also, Angle Grinder Man, a uh, self-described wheel clamp superhero, uses an angle grinder to cut wheel clamps off of vehicles which have been clamped in Kent and London. You see, now that is taking mm-hmm. away tax revenue. You know what that what it strikes me as? It strikes me as, I shovel well. <laughs> the shovel. Uh-huh. Yes. Very funny. Um, hey, Canada, Polar Man. We get it. Right. We get it. Parking Angel. We I, get it. I like Parking superhero. Angel. He's what about, my favorite superhero. Parking what about, Angel is funny. It's very what generic about, like Superman. Yeah. What about Thanatos? What That's a good That's one. already taken. I do mm. like Toast. Yes. Uh, in Mexico, Super Barrio, <laughs> who wears red tights and a red and yellow wrestler's mask. It's Super Mario. Yes. You, just, so you just described half the population. Now, of well, Mexico. now he's got a, he's got a, a gig, though, because rather than fight crime and corruption, Super Barrio uses unique image to organize labor rallies, protests, and file petitions rather than fight crime through violence. All right. So, uh, and, and there's, there's a bunch of them. Uh, there's loads of them in the United States. Uh, I'm just getting this off a wiki page. Let's and this not is get any more. Let's not get any more off a of wiki The point page. is they're, they're all over the place. Watch out for them. One may save your life. Or may endanger it worse. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is probably like really what's going to happen. Hey, now, we do hey, have some big news. Of, speaking of real-life superheroes, though, I was just going to say that. Thank you. Literally. I appreciate that. Um, uh, we brought Zoe onto the show. And hey. there is a reason for that. Zoe, hey. Zoe did a little something over the weekend that not many people um, can do. And uh, this was uh, very impressive to us. And um, she got uh, big hugs and congratulations. And by the way, I am nine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nine and a half, by the way. So, Zoe, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Yeah, the show is, we, we've got just a couple minutes left. Um, but uh, we wanted to bring you on because uh, I am now living under the same roof with... Uh, some... A red belt. Thank you. Yay! Zoe. That's awesome. Zoe uh, has gone from what was it? Uh, I mean, clearly you start at white. Yes. Did you start at white at the dojo, or um, did you start no. at yellow? I started at yellow because I okay. had gone to a different dojo before. Okay, and this is this is all true. She's not fibbing. Mm-hmm. I was there with her. I, I can I can verify this. So you you started at yellow, which was which was proper, and then from yellow to green to green then to green to blue. Yeah, then to blue from, to senior blue. Yeah, blue, and then to blue. Uh, I mean, from senior blue. Mm-hmm. To finally red. Yes. And this is taking you, what, you've been doing this for about three years now? A little bit? Yeah. About three and a half, maybe. Yeah. But so we, we are like, very, like very like proud of you. That's the, awesome. But the red belt um, was the first uh, of the um, endurance challenges that we've seen. She has to learn, um, she had to learn five different forms. And for those who don't know, can you explain what a form is, Zoe? Um. For each belt you get, you have to learn a form. For one, for yellow, I mean, for white belt, that's um, belt number one. So, mm-hmm. well, a form you would do form number one. A form uh, is a series of movements. It, it almost, it's almost uh, kind of reminiscent of Tai Chi. Um, it's it, trying it, to it, get your body mm-hmm. um, to do cert to do certain moves. Um, um, in a certain way for a certain amount of time. It's trying to get you focused. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still it's still teaching you, but is this a, a little different? Is this a little way? wax on, wax offy? Yeah. Do you oh, think so? I love that movie. <laughs> I kind of figured you did. Besides, um, I own all four. 
Actually, so five. so to get to get the yellow belt, you had to uh, you had to memorize and and uh, display each of five forms. And these each of these five forms, um, it's a series of movements um, that can take. 30 seconds to a minute for each form. I assume the forms may get longer as you get uh, as you get closer to a, a black belt. Yeah. Yeah. They um they, there's one you have to learn eight belts by the time you get a a black belt. Dang. And um so I still have three left. There was also an endurance component. Uh they had to spend 2 minutes each um jumping rope um uh was it spin leg kicking, spin kicking. Um, no, not like a dummy. Um, no, you would just okay. There were two pads. Um, the second obstacle was two pads, and you would have to jump in the middle next uh, to one side of the mm-hmm. of the pad, jump back in the middle, other side, right, and so on and so forth. And then the next obstacle, you had one pad that you would sit on, and then you would just punch it. <laughs> yeah, but it's a true endurance challenge because he, there was four of these stations, and you had to continuously do this 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 task this motion this whatever for two minutes a piece and uh, if you've ever tried it's like if nobody's ever tried boxing you think one one minute one minute or three minutes or whatever big deal man it takes you about 20 seconds in a ring before your arms feel like they're going to fall off try doing this for two minutes and then move to something else do that for two minutes and again and again it was pretty amazing uh, to watch these kids uh, pretty much struggle with it. Um, finally, though, what was the final test to get your red belt? Um, we had to break a board yeah. about two and a half inches thick. Did you really break well, a board? Yeah, with, she, my, with the palm of my hand. Boom. She had to break. She had uh, that thick? For her, she well, had to break two boards. Um, they yeah, were about that thick. The total, it was... A good solid, it was a no, solid like inch that. thick, probably. There was two half inch boards, basically. And this is not, we're not talking hickory or uh, oak or something here, but we're talking two boards, two real balsa? boards. Um, uh, not balsa either, no. That's a good I guess, though. Um, uh, Sage, that's, that's watch your language. Sage has entered the room. Yeah, can you tell? Well, that's it's very It's a very cool. sad so, thing. What was amazing, though, was you have, uh, if, to get the red belt, you have two chances to break the board. If you don't break the board on your first two chances, you, you have, do not get the belt. You, you yeah, can you come have back, to wait a whole other month. You hey. can come back and try uh, in a month. You can retest for your belt. So it's not a given. I mean, this is, a, this is not just a you're close enough, you're good. It's like there's one objective part of this, this test. You break the boards or you don't. And um, um, Zoe came up. First try, um, she kind of came at it from an angle, it, and the board did not break. And all of a sudden now, she's looking at one last chance to break this board where she doesn't get a red belt. And, man, she took that sucker. And I think what happened the second time, you got your shoulder right above your palm. So you were literally driving straight down into it. And I think you were able to really get some leverage there. And, man, that sucker snapped. Does your hand hurt now? <laughs> man, it hurts a little. Man, a and if you could see the so, look on her face, it was so awesome. I bet it was priceless. <laughs> well, it, I think I, I don't think she was surprised, but that was the look on her face. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so like, cool. I did it. I did it. I can't believe oh, I yeah. did it. My wrist. My wrist. My wrist. Yeah. Well, and the first, you know, it's one of those where this is radio. Sweetie. If you no try, see your face. yeah. If you try <laughs> <I know>. that, <laughs> if you try that, and you know, it doesn't work. A lot of times, it hurts. Yeah. Sure. So 
she had that contend with too. So so Zoe, she is, you know, there's a reason they call her the Crusher. And um, she earned it uh, Saturday. Zoe the so, Crusher McGonnell. Radio. Yeah. Very cool. Darn Actually, straight. it's Zoe Redwing Mary McGonnell. Just right. to let you get it straight. Well, we're proud of you. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. I know. Uh, she all, all she was missing was war paint Saturday. It was awesome. She's what? Cool. Well, we are proud of you, Zoe. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you are a proud member of the HHW LOD <laughs> Podcast Nation. You are. Yay! And you always... I cannot say I'm proud of that <laughs> contribution to the show. You so al- yours you yes. always astound us. Oh. Yeah. So are we still recording? Yes. Thank goodness. Because it would have been a drag to have had to record this whole show again. Do you have something to close us out with? That would have been fun, though. Mm-hmm. If not, do you have something to close us out with? I've got a, uh, I mean, I've got a, a tweet if you were to want one. Let's do a it. tweet. We haven't heard a tweet in a while. Then we'll close it out. Okay. Uh, very good. Let me call it up. I truly, I wasn't expecting this. Bill's audio Twitter. Okay, this is for the old schoolers. Look, I know that Witch Hazel was a perfume that old ladies used to wear like 30 years ago. Now, I thought all those old ladies were dead, so tell me why I keep smelling it. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I think it's, you know, a, a cyclical thing, like yep. fashion. Yes. Bell bottoms are in and then out and then Do you know out. what I'm talking about, though? Witch hazel perfume? Yeah, I think it's, so. Oh, um, my God. It's kind of, it's like, take lavender and mix it with bug spray, and you're kind of getting there. And maybe a hint of patchouli. A little patchouli around patchouli. the edges. Yeah, patchouli, I'm okay with that. It's the rest of it. All right, guys. Well, That's really weird. Right. I, I honestly didn't think that, I thought I was just going to get complete blank stares. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys playing uh, the home game. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank you very much for listening to the Half Hour Wasted. And Zoe? thank you, Zoe, for yeah. talking on the Half Hour Wasted yes, podcast. Yes, we were always Listen to, you. to it. Uh, check I out our blog. I don't think you want a piece of anything else but this. <laughs> thank you, Zoe. Be sure to check out forumsforgeeks.com and send your questions or comments to halfhourwaste at gmail.com. Man, be sure to check out the new Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That's the new podcast of the HHWLOD family. Check it out. They're on the website. It's and part of the HHWLOD podcast nation. Nation. Join it. DCBService.com is our sponsor. And until next week. I'm Brad. I'm Bill. There's Zoe. And I'm, yes, I am Zoe. And I'm Frank. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.